This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, hopefully for more than about five minutes. Hey, that'd be nice, right? Is there a lot of construction going on in the area or something? Construction on the building? What the hell's happening? Yeah, Rudy, what's happening? Well, I believe that uh, in this building, uh, it's us and then the guy across the hallway who has the CAD business and then a bunch of dudes in bright neon shirts who build rooms and then disassemble rooms, and that is their only job. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> is to that is it. put together an office that nobody uses and then disassemble it. And in the meantime, <sighs> take down our internet and all of our means to be able oh, to get this funny. show up and running. Yeah. You never see anyone moving in. This is a yeah. weird building. Yeah. Your fault. It's probably my fault. No, I said your fault. I was looking at you and I said, it's your fault. Probably my fault. That's all I have to <laughs> It's probably, you know what, Tom? I think it's my fault. You know, I did come in today and say, I want to take this show down. <laughs> I just looked at a headline, and I just, I, I think it's fascinating. I, I literally did not, because I brought up the Star Tribune website, but I was looking at Brittany talking to her, and I look at the lead story in the Star Tribune. Why are there no lesbian bars in the Twin Cities? Well? How would we know there are or not? I mean, you put up a sign, this is a gay bar. I didn't ever know that. What happened to the townhouse? Well, yeah, there you go. So what happened? I don't know. So it says the Twin Cities, too. It doesn't say Minneapolis or St. Paul. It says the Twin Cities. So I thought there were lesbian bars, a couple of them. I thought so, too. Some lesbian women told me. Uh, I guess it's gone. It left Maybe in 2018. Yeah, the townhouse. Um, really? Isn't the gay 90s technically welcome? Well, it's all gay people, isn't it? Right? I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm so. not in the scene, the bar scene, that is. Lesbian I, scene, yes. Bar, I just, no. I really wish that what we would do is pay attention. Again, we talked about this yesterday. I've been getting railed on because I'm trying to bring people together, which people just don't want to do. I'd rather hate you. Um... Why don't we stop putting things like, uh, like this, uh, trying to stir the pot? All you're doing is trying to get readership by stirring the pot, by saying things like, why are there no lesbian bars in the Twin Cities? Yeah. If there are lesbian bars in the Twin Cities that we don't know about, maybe it's because it's none of our goddamn business. Yeah. I mean, did you ever think about that? Maybe it's none of your, my business where the lesbian bars are. Maybe, believe it or not, lesbians can drink at... Every bar. So I heard. No, that's not, insane. That can't be happening, that's, can I it? I think they card them differently. Mm-hmm. And this whole idea, particularly in Los Angeles, in Hollywood, that you have to babysit people who are not the same color you are is getting real old. Yeah. I talk to Tevin about that all the time. It's like, my God, that must make you feel like you want to vomit. Oh, let me take care of you by putting in you in yet another noodle commercial. It's like, oh, good God. It's so obvious, you ass kissers. Yeah. I don't know why they do that. It's like, good. Everybody's working. Glad to hear it. But the reason they're working is because you think it makes you look like an angel. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it's pandering, right? It is pandering, flat out. Why don't we just all work together and calm down? Everything will be good. I, I mean, not you and me. No, you and I will never get along. Disaster. Why are there no Britney bars? There's not one bar that says Britney's only. To be fair, any place can be a Britney bar. Well, that's true. If you try hard enough. Mm-hmm. Back in the day. As they, like, oh, I could a take... A bus stop. <laughs> I, <yeah. laughs> Doesn't matter. Under the bus bench. <laughs> in a... In a uh, school, high, high school football game. Doesn't uh, matter. Yeah. A, a, a gas station parking lot. One of the greatest things about Florida for me, because there are so damn many people there, yeah. is you'll go... Like, if I take a walk down to the Publix, which is the big uh, grocery store down mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Uh, and I, I see a couple of, a man and a woman, obviously uh, homeless, obviously big into the bottle right now. They're bobbing and weaving, right? They're sitting on a bus bench. And so I go into the Publix, and I come back out with my bag of groceries, and I was walking home. The woman is asleep, and the man is under the bench. <laughs> I'm like, what? Where's she sleeping? Um, on, on the bench. On She's the sitting bench? up on the bench. She's sitting up sleeping. Oh, it's like a bunk oh. bed. And he was, un- yeah, it's kind of like yeah. a bunk bed. Exactly. That's exactly my point. They turn a bus bench into a bunk bed. It's very Ikea of them. Yeah, very. it really is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Very. I think it's genius, to tell you the truth. 
I, can we ever get back to the point where we can find humor in anything anymore? Uh, my buddy Ryan Call has got a great joke. He goes, I've learned how to be an empath. Like the other day I saw a homeless guy and I was like, man, that must suck. <laughs> well, there you go. That's it. That's it. He's right. That, he nailed it right there. Oh, that must be a tough. You know, I got to get to my limo. Yeah. Although there aren't any limos anymore, are there? I saw one on 62 the really? other day and was like, oh, my God, is it Burt Reynolds? What is going on here? <laughs> right? Burt's back in wow. town. Wow. I, I have not seen a limo in forever because everybody no. takes the UberX. It's the, the big black SUV. That's how everybody travels now. I know. Yeah, it's almost embarrassing. They still, I think they still do the limo. Maybe they still do the limo on, like, The Bachelor. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. Like, as, you know, but uh, you're right. You don't, nobody takes limos anymore. No. They're kind of. I hate to say this. I don't like how dark they are all the time, and so I feel like nobody really cleans them very well. Really? But, hey, I don't know. I haven't taken a limo in a long time. It has been a while. There's no question about it. One of, I, I just, one of my favorite things is Jeff Cesario years ago was coming to town. So as a joke, I, I hired the most gaudy limousine I could possibly find. Oh, God. I mean, this thing had lights on the inner roof of the, of oh the my vehicle, God. had lights on the outside. It was just, it was basically a, a, a traveling Christmas tree. I can, oh, my God. So I pick him up, and he's got his then-girlfriend with him. And I drive, and he calls me. I drop him off at the hotel. He calls me about half an hour later. He goes, you are not going to believe this. I oh, said, no, she thought. What's that? He said, she thought you were serious with that limousine. So she thought that I literally thought that that would be, look how cool I'll look. She literally thought I, it, the limousine thing was serious, not a joke. I was worried she was thinking she was getting engaged to. Well, maybe that, that might be a problem too, but I don't know. She, she was not very friendly to me after that, I remember. Um, limos when I was a kid were the end all fanciest thing in the history of the world. And I remember my cousin, uh, Susan, she was, uh, they were like, she's, I think 15 years older than me. We were at my aunt Myrna's house, her mom and her, Susan got engaged to, uh, by Larry and they're married now and they have a grandkid. But anyways, Susan and Larry got engaged in this limo and I must've been eight years old at my Aunt Myrna's. And so Larry says, you know, be at the house. And they picked us up in this limo. And we drove around Fridley. And you would have thought I had died and gone to heaven. Sure. The whole, the whole thing. I just Love still it. vividly remember a limo pulling up at Aunt Myrna's house. Whoa. And we get to get in and, like, my, you know, these Larry and Susan were engaged. It was, like, the best day of my life. Mm -hmm. To this day, I don't think I can get that same kind of excitement over anything. Yeah, they had like the Book It program back in elementary school. And if you read 15 books over the summer, one of the big prizes was you get to ride to school in a limousine. Oh, yeah. Did you ever do it? I, well, I was all about it until I got through like book number one. And I was, man, this is never in my reach. Why has everything bad happened to me? 15 books? I, those Berenstein Bears, I don't know how I'm going to get through all these. Never <laughs> never got quite through it. Berenstein Bear books, bad choice. They're very wordy. Oh, very. And weird. They yeah. get in some weird situations. Yeah. Yeah, the Berenstein Bears go to ground zero. You're like, this guy what? should probably not be there. They need to do less things. <laughs> yes, very strange. I swear, Berenstein Bears and junk food, and it was like fat shaming like these bears mm -hmm. constantly. Like, brother bear, you're fat. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good drop. Thank you. <laughs> it's okay. Jesus Christ, we wander off the path on that one. No, Berenstein Bear. You, what did you guys have growing up? I suppose you guys had like I C. Have, Dick Run, C. J Dick and Jane books. I, did, I didn't even pay any attention to that. I just, I, don't, I have literally no idea what there was. I couldn't, I didn't read children's books. Did it, do you have any vivid memory of anyone reading to you? No. As a kid. Oh, that kind of bums me out. Well, I learned how to read by myself. It was actually a good thing for me because I taught myself how to do it. No, it's not. Why not? I became a much better. What are you going to have, my psycho dad? I'm seeing things while teaching you to read. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. You would have had great stories. Exactly. I don't know if you noticed this, Tom, but every time there is an R that pops up, it turns into a dragon. Uh, yeah, great. Reading, reading to your kid and I, like... 
Oh, yeah. we used to do that all the time. I know you did. Oh, yeah. Because it's such a sign of, like, love and patience. Yep. And they go-go is that age where she has to, like, look at your lap and then, like, slowly back up from, like, five feet away and then drop <laughs> in. And it's the best feeling ever when she has her little book in her hands and she's beep, beep, No, beep, the best beep. feeling for you ever is when she scowls at me. Oh, that's yeah, that's That's when you true. really like it. She sure mean mugs you. <laughs> I bet the first time you sat down to he read does. to Andy, you, you know, you pulled out the old Dick and Jane book and he was like, actually, Papa. I will oh, be yeah. reading you War, War and Peace. <laughs> no, you're it right. was the best of times. It, it was, was the, the worst, worst of times. times. You're like, you're 18 months old. What are you doing? I know. That's exactly what my life's been with that boy. There's no question about it. Oh. I remember one time I had a friend that came over. We had a pool at the, out at the farm when we lived on the farm. Yeah. So all these people were coming over. And Andy was sitting outside. He, he didn't go in the pool, but he's sitting outside doing his homework. And one of my friends decided, I'm going to engage Andy. And I said, I wouldn't do that if I were you. He goes, no, no, it's going to be great. I want him to come over with us. So he goes over and he talks to him. He comes back 10 minutes later shaking his head. So I went over to Andy and I said, why is he shaking his head? He said, well, um, I hope he didn't think I was insulting him. But he said, why don't you come and join us? And I said, I have absolutely no interest in that. That is so <laughs> funny. That's such an Andy thing to say. <laughs> Andy's very Andy-like in that situation. He, I love that guy. There's no question about it. But. I love kids. Even, and even yesterday I felt terrible. I, I scared Sage, and I think I scared Sage, him too much. You did scare Sage I felt Sage so yesterday. bad, so then I didn't want to draw attention to you it. Did. So I was like, let's play puppies, you know? And I sat and played with him and made sure he was okay, because I felt terrible. I thought, you know, he even saw me in this window here, so I he knew, like, I yeah. thought he knew, yeah. but he, he was, I went, wah, you know? And you, yeah. he was just like, and he had that moment of he like. He started crying. I, well, he had that one, like, Am I going to cry moment? And I was like, show me what you got. Let's look at your puppies. So all of a sudden, nice. all of a sudden I spend an extra 20 minutes sitting on the floor with him because I'm like, we need to make sure, Brittany, your head will go crazy. If I would have left then, I would have gone to the parking lot and pretty much texted Alex, been like, I am so, so I'm like, we're going to make sure Sage is okay. So I played Barbies with him for like 20 Maybe. minutes. That makes sense as to why you were here late yesterday, because I was like, this is very un-Britney to not run yeah. out the door the second well, the mics Wednesday, go cold. Wednesday and Thursday, I do have daycare, so I can chill out a little longer. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I felt I felt like a monster. That kid is so you, sweet. You, you just popped out of nowhere, because I was right behind him when you did it. But him and I literally looked at each I other know. through the window, and I waved. Scared him, and I, I don't think it was like a cry cry, but it was like a, whoa. He, he had to wipe that one tear. One tear, and both yeah. you and I were like, listen, this can't happen. So I was like, let's let's play, let's do this. Next thing I know, I'm organizing his little puppies that have, you know, give birth on the floor, like playing with those. I, was, I would have felt terrible if I would have left thinking I hurt that kid's feelings ever. Well, he and I sat down last night and wrote a children's book. It's called The Terrible Aunt Brittany. <laughs> Is the name of the book, and it's fun. It's rather scary, actually. It's terrifying. Because when you open the book, it pops up out at you. It's phenomenal. He's got, both him and Fawn have the sweetest little voice. They do. They're yeah. just so cute. I'll tell you, I, you know, I, like I said, you can piss and moan about your life all you want, but I got a great wife, great kids, and great grandkids. What the hell? Got good friends. Isn't that life? That's all life anyway, isn't it? Yeah, they're good kids. They're they so are. sweet. Very, very sweet. We went to the Asian mall out in Eden Oh, Prairie. you did? Did yesterday? Uh, two days ago. Okay, yeah. And honest to God, they had they love that place. I, I will take them. It's very close. It's not far from their house. No, it can't be. Now, if you've never been there, ladies and gentlemen, it's right there in Eden Prairie. It's right off, uh, what is that? Is that 494? No, it's 212. 212. Yeah, there you go. It's off 212. It is really cool. Very well kept. Every kind of food you'd ever want. All these... Items that you've never even heard of. It's it's a great it's a great day. No yeah. question about it. Little weather for you, ladies and gentlemen. Partly to mostly sunny with a high of 83 today. So a very nice day today. Uh, partly cloudy tonight, a low of 66. Then mostly sunny, breezy, and hot with a high of 90 tomorrow. On Saturday, mostly sunny, 92, and Sunday, 97. Labor Day, 98. We'll see if that happens because remember they originally said that Thursday, today was supposed to be the first day it reached 90 degrees, and it's not going to get up to 90. It's going to get up to 83. So we might not even get to that 97, 98, or if we do for one day, who cares? Right? Fair, yep, today's fair day. We, I'm ready. So it you're going to the fair today. It oh, I should mention, hot. it's sunny and 59 right now. Yeah. So you're going to the fair today when? Uh, right after the show. I'm picking up my friend Eric, and we're going to the fair, and I don't care if it's hot. We're going to sweat and eat, and it'll be fine. Is your whole family going? Nope, just me and Eric. We go every year. Um... You've met him. Mm -hmm. He uh, he 
gave me a lot of grief because 2020 happened. We didn't go to the fair, and he had a big problem with that. And then uh, oh, sure, last yeah. year I had the baby, and she was, you know, too. I just couldn't leave her. I was I couldn't. And so we didn't go to the fair last year, and he had a big problem with that, which I understand. So we're going to the fair this year. Beverly came to town uh, to help me out with the baby because she got a fever yesterday. So she's at home. Um, all fair day. That's all we're doing. We're going to try to get there, see some Chris Eggert, see some My Talk, maybe throw some things at the Garage Logic people. May as well. Call it a day. They, they record their show, what, noon to one? Is that when they do it? I don't know, but I'm going to try to stop by. I, went, I, I did the show once, but I can't. I think it's from like 1130 to like 115 or 1130 to 1245 or someday. I, I can't remember exactly. Yeah. But yeah, it's a damn good show, though. They do a good job with that situation over there. We have to take a break. Be right back in a couple of seconds, ladies and gentlemen. You all have helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. Matter of fact, I called Don last night a couple of times. Don's been working with Mike Lindell forever at MyPillow. Talked about some things. Um, because that company does help a lot of people out, so I was talking about maybe doing something for Maui. Yeah. You know? That'd be since, amazing. Since their own state abandoned them. Yeah. That's real nice. So, yeah, we talked about that last night, and hopefully we can get something going. You've heard me recently speak about my slippers, the Giza sheets, MyPillow 2.0, and more. Great news, the MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology uh, makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price, $79.98. And for a limited time, you can get this six-pack to towel set on $399. Now, $39.99. It's, it's, once again, I'll read it the way it's written. You ready? Oh. Regular price, $79.98. For a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set of only $39.99. Nice. Oh, really great. good. Every day. Uh, that's a 50% savings. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and many more. When you need someone to listen, a lawyer you know and trust. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says riding a bus to school is 13 times safer than riding a passenger vehicle and 10 times safer than walking to school. The reality of school bus safety is that more children are hurt outside the bus than inside as passengers. Most of the children who lose their lives in bus-related crashes are pedestrians, four to seven years old, who are hit by the bus or by motorists illegally passing a stop school bus. Please be patient and use extra caution when driving near children and school buses. And never pass a bus when the arm is down and red lights are flashing. The children inside and their parents are counting on us. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in an accident. But if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to a lawyer. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. I'm here with Ben Williams, former defensive end for the Minnesota Vikings. Ben, you were in peak health playing football when you went into kidney failure and needed a transplant. An organ donor saved your life. What do you want people to know? That's right, Tom. I found out my life was going to have two paths. I either hooked up to a dialysis machine five days a week, four hours a day for the rest of my life, or receive a kidney transplant. I actually started to lose hope. When I was about to start dialysis, I received a call. My perfect match for a kidney was available. A stranger checked the donor box on their driver's license and saved my life. I actually felt 18 again. Now I want to pay it forward by encouraging others to register. I learned from LifeSource that men register at rates much lower than women. We need more men to check the box at the DMV. When you pass away, that small decision and act can help someone like me. There are 2,300 people in Minnesota like Ben right now waiting for a life-saving transplant. Make your game plan to be a hero. To learn more, visit life-source.org. Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at TomBernardShow.com. As a golf passport cardholder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to TomBernardShow.com and type keyword PASSPORT. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. TomBernardShow.com. Keyword passport. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast.
All right, I'm going to test and see if you guys are really, really Minnesotans or just faking it. I'm ready. You ready? After more than 50 years, iconic Minneapolis outdoor retailer Midwest Mountaineering will close. Okay. Uh-huh. You know Midwest Mountaineering. Yep. What was their jingle? Midwest Mountaineering. Climb a mountain. Nope. It's really horrible. Pretty close, actually. No, nah, I wasn't it's, close at all. What do you mean? It's terrible. Yeah. It was Midwest Mountain. What was the name of the company again? Midwest Mountaineering. Midwest Mountaineering. Head turtles in a half shell. There you go. That's what I was going for, yeah. <laughs> Mountains in a half shell. Mountain nope. power. Nope. All right, give it to us. All wrong. Midwest Mountaineering. The mountains are nearer than you think. That's actually super cute. That was their slogan. That's why, that's why I did it, because it's so cute. It is that's cute. Exactly mountains right. are nearer than you think. I think, though, didn't one or two of the guys that work there fall off a mountain and die? What? I think that's true. That was a long, long time ago, though, so I'd have to look that up and see. But I, I do believe a couple of people that worked for Midwest Mountaineering fell off a mountain and died. A couple? I think so. That's not great. Uh, if I remember correctly. <laughs> It's always been over there just as you go in 94, let's say, from Minneapolis to St. Paul. It's just there on your left, right? Right, Kind of on the border. Yeah, I feel like it's, well, it's technically off Cedar Avenue, but yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah right over there. Yeah, that's 50 years that's been there. It's interesting, though. You, you spend some money to open a store called Midwest Mountaineering, and there's not a mountain anywhere near here. Yeah. Other than in their jingle. Yeah, come on out to Phoenix Yacht and more. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Beautiful. Where the hell are you going to put one of those? Beautiful. It feels like such a weird place to it open is. it. It is. I never thought about it. Yeah. yeah we, got, we don't got very many mountains around us, do we? But those guys loved, loved it, I guess. They loved mountain climbing and all. It's never had, it never held an attraction for me, climbing mountains. No. Uh, Quinn, the social media guy at my talk, likes to do that free climbing thing. I think there's a free name. Free solo? Yeah, where you just... Find something and climb it yeah. without any gear. Oh, not those walls that got the, all the rocks on them. Not those. No, this is like out in the world. Yeah. Oh. Okay. There is a documentary that won the Academy Award for Best Documentary called Free Solo. It's one of the most terrifying documentaries you will ever see because this guy climbs the side of El Capitan out in California. It is 3,200 feet up with no ropes, and he does it in three hours. Let me guess how that. Sh- that ends terribly, obviously. Yeah, because this documentary. Whoops. Yeah, because <laughs> it's a documentary. Yeah. The whole time I watched it, because like the last like half hour of the documentary, the first you know hour and fifteen minutes is the lead up him, and he actually makes one attempt and decides to go back down the mountain, and the last half hour is him actually complete completing it, and the entire time you are shaking, like your hands you don't stop because the anxiety you feel, but you have to keep telling yourself. They wouldn't have released this documentary if he doesn't get to the top. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it is it really is worth a watch. It's amazing. Oh, so he's fine? He's, Absolutely. he's out in the world walking oh, so you around. Thought he right died. Now. Oh, I thought he died. No, 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 no. They do have videos of people who have tried it that you know, they do put like a little disclaimer up, like, hey, the next ninety seconds of video clips might be a little hard for you guys to handle. All these people are not on this earth anymore. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. Don't understand the attraction. Nah, I'm with you. My yeah. my brother just got back from Yellowstone. Jordan did, and he did the whole four day hike where they sleep out there. And yeah. Their big worry is bears. I just when then we sat and Why? talked. I I don't know. And I like I, hotels. So do I. And I was. It's funny because I was like, oh, I love that because I do love walking. I love running. He's like, oh yeah, Brittany, you'd be really into this, whatever. As soon as he talked, like, oh, yeah, we have to, like, make sure we hang our food this many miles away and bears can smell, smell up to 100 miles. All of a sudden, I started thinking there, think about being in a small little tent and you just hear rustling outside. And you know oh, that yeah. that tent is going to do nothing to save you. Mm-hmm. And if a bear wants, it can just just stomp, stompede your tent and you'd mm-hmm. be dead. Catherine and I, our honeymoon, uh, part of it, two days of our honeymoon was on top of a mountain in Canada. We rode horses to the top of the mountain and then camped out. I thought that I bet that was Catherine's dream. Oh yeah. I never saw it, but apparently in the middle of the night a bear peeked into our tent. I would die. <laughs> Jesus. I never saw it. <laughs> Thank God I never saw it, I guess. So then we got down this like weird because just or Jordan came over yesterday. Um, we got down this weird bear route. And like bears oh, are yeah. just insane. Like the more you find out about bears, the more you're like they should be the ones at banks and driving. Like, they are superior to us. They should be at the top of the food chain. There is this thing they have in Alaska called Fat Bear Week. 
Okay. And they do this competition to take pictures of the fattest bears about to hibernate. And it's so funny. We've got to do a bit. Yeah. Fat Bear Week, only B-A-R-E, and it's people. <laughs> That'd be a great well, bit, Well, I'm going actually. to the state fair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That was cold. I'm, that I'm just, was really cold. I just cold. mean pure numbers. Oh, pure numbers. Pure That's numbers. A, yeah, okay. I understand what you're saying. Um, yeah, no, it was super funny. So then we started watching all these videos, Fat Bear Week, You Would Die, Tom. They look like they're in overinflated. They're about to go into yeah. hibernation, and they look like like they can't even walk. They're just like, hump, hump, hump. So they're not playing or anything like that. No, they can't even barely. Think. Yeah. Frolic is not in their nature when they're this fat, but they have like... They find them, they have a one called 747, like the, you know how they're all numbered, mm-hmm. and one happens to be 747 and is also the largest um, bear, and they keep calling it Bear Force One and all these things. Oh, bear, see, um, Bear Force One. And it, they have pictures, they were able to track these pictures of it, like spring, summer, winter, and fall, and these pictures are just hilarious. Like, it's like this, this bear has been intermittent fasting, and it's a before <laughs> and after. You would just love this. Love it. I do love that stuff. I know you I like would. watching it from a distance is what I like. I liked watching it on YouTube on Absolutely. our TV. Absolutely. Hey, that's great looking. The bear's got a thumbs up. Check out mnfatloss.com. Yep. There you go. Yeah. mnfatloss. <laughs> Look at fat. Oh, wow. I know. Look at the size of that son bear. That's yeah. a fat bear. That thing is, how big is that head? As big as a basketball, for Christ's sake. The, uh... Or bigger. Have you guys ever done Rocky Mountain National Park before? Yes. Beautiful, isn't it? It is. Uh, uh, that whole state is gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. We the whole had, state. We went there once, and my mom had said, well, I want to drive up to the lookout. I want to get to the top. And this lady at the ranger station said, well, you can take the highway. It's about, you know, whatever, 45 minutes. But there's a shortcut. If you just want to take the, the shortcut, just go up that dirt road, no problem. We get to the dirt road. We start going on, and my mom says, why is it one way? I said, I don't know. She looks up the mountain. She goes, is, is, are we going all the way up there where those cars are? I thought, nah, we're not going up there. That's ridiculous. She said it was a shortcut. Oh, no. You're 13,000 feet up, and there's, you can't turn around. So And it is 90 degrees. There's no guardrails, and you drive that vehicle yeah. to the top of that damn thing. My mom has never been more. I've never seen her that shade of white. Oh, that poor thing. We used to, because my dad lives in Montana. We'd go out there once a year to visit him. There's a road called Road to the Sun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Yep. And it is, I mean, I just remember we were in a Ford Probe. It was all four of us kids. <laughs> no, you know, no third and fourth door. They're uh-huh. just terrible. I remember thinking in my life, like, as a kid, that was the first time I thought, like, oh, dying is something that could happen. Yeah. Like. Yep. Um, I just, one more thing, Tom. So this is the 747. Here's him skinny version, and here is him right before hibernation. <laughs> before and after. I fatten love up that. A little. I'm going to have to obsess Gotta Fatten up a little, man. Uh, God, I'm looking at some, some headlines. That, what? Was that when you were on that horse, uh, when you guys were on that horse in Canada, did you guys have any fear that bears would attack those horses? Because that always no. blew my mind. Well, we had guides and all that stuff. We didn't go by ourselves. We, had, we were guided. It was a guided yeah. tour. And uh, the guy was from Ireland and had such an attitude. It was unbelievable. That is, thank God. You need somebody with an attitude when you're in bear country. And my horse, yeah, can't remember the name of my horse now. God, I'll remember it forever, but I can't remember. It did not want to lead the group. It did not want to follow the group. <laughs> I am going to be the second horse in the line every time. I wonder who that reminds me of. I will not lead. I will not follow. I'll be the second horse. And, and by the way, a horse cut him off once, and he got very pissed off. Oh, that's... I'm second, not you. I love that. It's it just like phenomenal. you. You have things should go this way. What the hell was the name of that horse? And if he was it a does great not, his, his name was Thomas Bernard. This horse's name. <laughs> and I'm not kidding you. That horse had such a great... I never feared from... Because you're going some pretty narrow pass over, like, caverns. Yeah. And I never feared for one second, because that horse is like, I got this. Don't worry about it. When we were kids... We were great. When we were kids, we were visiting my dad. There was, I will always remember her name is Lindsay because that's my sister's name. And a lady was riding on a horse on the side of a mountain. She fell off. The horse and her died. You could see it from the other side of the mountain. These grizzly bears went to eat the horse. Oh. And they were trying to eventually airlift her body out, but they were like, there's no hurry because obviously. And it was the like to, i can still see it in my head to this day like we were very far away with like binoculars 
but watching bears like pull a horse apart, like oh, that to yeah. me. So like when you say you're on a horseback yeah. somewhere, I'm like, oh yeah, that's so scary. And my sister Lindsay was like, well, what are the odds two Lindsays get killed this year at in you know Essex, mm-hmm. Montana? So Jesus. I know that was my childhood. That's a good question. I, I know we all think animals are cute and cuddly, but nature is vicious. It's oh, true. Yeah. It is very violent. Is. If you've ever watched a pack of wolves track down a deer yeah. and then listen i know people are, think hunting is unethical if you take out a deer and you take one shot and it has a half a second of pain then kills over and feels nothing the deer would much rather take that than being hunted by a pack of wolves and being torn <sighs> limb yeah. to limb oh yeah yeah no i agree he just gave me some great memories of animals ripping apart animals no just riding up camelback That's mountain so on the horse. cool then we got to the top and you know what we did then what Water, white water rafted all the way down the mountain. That's like a dream sitch. But I got to tell you something. Went back to the old neighborhood, some of my urban buddies. Yeah. Said, Tommy, where'd you go on your honeymoon? I said, uh, Canada. Oh, yeah, that's nice. What'd you do? I said, you really want to know? And I told him about riding a horse up a mountain and then white water rafting down. He go, God damn, Tommy, you must love that woman. Because <laughs> they know I've never been near a horse, a mountain, or a stream in my life. Was it so Other than much Bassett's fun? Bassett's Creek, I guess. Did you feel like so alive? Was it so fun? It was. It was great, actually. It was. It was quite an experience because you gotta, you gotta listen to what that guy says. Paddle forward, paddle back, whatever the hell. You gotta listen, otherwise it's a problem. What felt more out of place for you, riding a horse up a mountain or going down whitewater rafting? Both of them. Yeah. I never in my life. I never even went down to ski jump at Theater Worth, so what does that tell you? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's... And then, of course, they burned it to the ground because yep. it was in North Minneapolis. I, that's actually, because it's across Theater Worth Parkway. Is that still Minneapolis, or is that now or that Golden Mar- Valley? Or Can... Golden Valley. Oh, you're right. I don't know if that's Golden Valley or Minneapolis right there on the Theater Worth Parkway, because isn't that where it splits, I think? Yeah, it's pretty close. I bet yeah. it's right on the edge. Yep, yeah. I bet it is. But yeah, that's still to this day I love Theater Worth. Except for that I, one time I did walk by the creek and there was a dead woman in there. But other than that, what was she doing in there? She was a hooker who had been robbed and killed. No, oh, not great. Why do you rob a hooker? What she got on her? Twenty bucks? I know. What year was that? Oh, geez, that must have been nineteen sixty-six, sixty-seven, something like that. I, I think I was a teenager, so sixty-five, sixty-six, somewhere in there. I guess it was quite the experience because you go, oh, look at that. There's a dead person. I'm telling you, I did my park, the Bryn Mawr Park. I did that at least twice a day. And when we were in Dominican, they found a a dead person on my walk. There you go. It was the only time. Like, I wasn't, you know, I never went out of town. I was too broke to go on vacation. And we were somewhere for KQ. And that was the time that there was a dead body found. And you would have walked right up on her. Oh, oh for sure. Because my dogs, woman? I let my dogs off leash over there all oh. the time. Robot would have for sure found her. So it was a woman. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's... Oh, super sad. But I was like, when I, and I definitely, like, when I talk about it, don't think about it as a person. I'm thinking more yeah. of it like, oh, yeah. A, yeah, like the way that. you do. It's like, yeah. But, um, yep. yeah, I love, those are... Theo Worth and Bryn Mawr, all that walking places, they're just so nice. That Bryn Mawr is great. I can't believe you never went to Milda's. I know. It's a great restaurant right there on Glenwood Avenue in Bryn Mawr. We did a lot of Cup of Java, a lot of Bryn Mawr pizza, and then Oh, yeah, those are good, too. That oven, they switched the name up, but there's a little restaurant over there, too. But, yeah. The only thing they should do over in Bryn Mawr now is find a bigger building to paint a bigger picture of George Floyd. Have you seen that thing? <laughs> no. That picture's got to be like 30 feet high. It's like, whoa. Uh, that must well, have taken a while. Joe, our listener, wrote in saying, I asked my little sister, and she said, there really aren't any lesbian bars in the Twin Cities. Hmm. So. Well, what's the coven then? Isn't the coven a lesbian bar? No, the coven. <clears throat> oh, my God. My friend owns the coven. The coven is a workspace for just women. But it supports LBGTQ and, and lesbians just, and all the rest. So wouldn't that make it kind of a? It's not even a bar, though. Oh, it's not a bar. No, it's a workspace. Like it's like. Are you sure? Yeah, my friend owns it. My friend Liz Giel. Your friend says she owns it. My friend Liz Giel started the coven with like three of her friends. Um, It's like a. It's a co-working space. Yes. Yeah, I just found it. It's beautiful. Is your friend a lesbian? No, she is not. Hmm. What is? Oh, POC's people of color. Oh, I forgot. Oh, now it's POC. Mm-hmm. It's like, Jesus Christ. Would you let it go? Can we all just be human? Wouldn't that be good? The Coven, uh, Twin Cities co-working space. Yeah, it's really cool. Created for women. Yep. 
uh, POC and LGBTQ workers. So it says for women, people of color, and, and lesbians. So honky men can't get in? No, it's like, um, uh, what's that one workspace that had all that controversy? Um, I don't know. I don't go to workspaces. Too much work. The one that they overinflated the price, and then they got, oh, God, there's that shared <clears throat> work spot. That every, people are, oh, what is the name of it? But, and, um, but this is just uh, women-only co-work, like, especially during the pandemic when you would want office space. WeWork was, WeWork was the one I was starting to think of. Mm-hmm. WeWork is shared workspace for everything, and then this is just women-only. So it's just kind of more of like a... Um, you can network there, meet a bunch of people. I've been there a bunch of times. It's lovely. Okay, so let me just reread that headline and change one thing about it. Okay. So the headline is, The Coven, a Twin Cities co-working space created for women, people of color, it just says POC, mm-hmm. and LGBTQ workers. Yeah. Does your feeling about the headline change if I say The Coven, a Twin Cities working space created for white men, people of color, and LGBTQ workers? That hey. would be extremely offensive. Why? Well, there is a working space for white men. It's called Rick's Cabaret. It's called yeah, every but they're workplace. not working there. <laughs> they're not working when they're in there. You could use it for anything. You'd be like, uh, it's actually called Theo Worth Golf Course. That's our working spot. That's where white guys work. Yeah, but see, this is what I'm saying, though. Why is it okay to have that headline, but if, if you use the other headline, people would be offended? If Why? But, like, for a long time, men had men-only places. That's not the point. This is today. Things have changed. Yeah, I agree. I think we should look at the progress we've made instead of constantly bitching about everything. Let's work together and move forward. I don't think it's so bad that, um, I mean, first off, I love the coven. I love going no, I'm there. Not, I'm not criticizing no. the coven at all. That's not what I'm saying at I know. All. No, but I don't think it's such a bad thing to have, like, um, fostering. Segregation? Um, Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, segregation. That's okay. Yeah. Segregation's okay by me. Don't worry about it. I don't anything. think it's a bad idea to foster, especially women in the workplace haven't always had, it wasn't, workplaces are more oriented towards an aggressive male attitude often. And I don't think it's such a bad thing to say, hey, here's an environment that is. No, completely. I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying. Open it for everybody. Not necessarily this space, yeah. but if another space did it and, and changed one thing about it, people would nonstop bitch about it. I wonder if you can have a men's only, but not, not say like white men, because like they're not saying white women. They're saying people of color. They're saying everybody's welcome. It's an all is welcomed here for, for people identifying as women. It says women, POC, and LGBTQ workers, which I got no problem with that. That's great. It's yeah. not a problem. I just wish you get to the point where my part's okay, but if you did it, it'd suck. That's the part that I don't like. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It would be super weird if you said, here is a white guy only club. It would feel, but like you don't even want that. So why are you even doing that? That's not the point. The point is we need to come together, not further apart. Yeah. They keep trying to drive us apart. These shitholes like the Star Tribune and National News are trying to drive us farther apart so they can make more money. I agree. So when are we going to stop putting up with it? What do you want me to do? Today. What, what's my action call to action today? I'm at the state fair. You want me to start fights? Walk up to everybody yeah. who doesn't look like you and go, I hate you. Yeah, first off, before you do any of that, run up to the Comcast booth with Eric and give him a, give him a, the business about yeah. why our internet here has been spotted yeah, the last couple of days. Yeah, there you go. And We're then on once it. you do that, solve the problem of white male oppressors. Yeah, okay? Exactly. Yes. Well, we hit up the Xfinity Comcast booth anyways because mm-hmm. it's Eric's favorite booth to tell them every downloaded movie he's ever done in his life. That's amazing. So we will add to that list of problems. I have never seen the line uh, oppressed white people. There are plenty of very, very poor white people in America, but nobody ever talks about them. Why is that? I, don't, I think people Let's do. help all people. I think, I think that, like, uh, we do. I think No, we, we don't. I mean, maybe it's not as popular right now to advertise it, but I hope that... I mean, I'm just being honest. Yeah, like, I hope too. I hope that, like, we have resources for all all people that That's need a leg exactly up. That's exactly what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Yeah, if, and in fact, actually, I looked these numbers up like two weeks ago. If you want to talk about the amount of arrests that happen, white men are actually arrested way more than any other. That's Here's right. the fun fact. Yep. 
I and have don't been commit the most of the crime, by the way. I was going to say, close. I agree that white men are the most arrested yeah. and the highest offenders. I, I, there's also that, too, actually. So some of that, outside of, uh, outside of uh, armed robbery and outside of murder, every other crime, white men commit more and are arrested more. Than any other, but for that never Preach. makes no. But, but that doesn't make the news. That doesn't make the news. It's not the narrative. But then people go, and then everybody who's in a community that they think are being oppressed go, well, look at the news. Uh, cops are gunning down people of color. That's not what's happening. Listen, I've no. been trying to advertise how many white men should be arrested constantly. It, it, that double, is double. Actually, I agree. Get them out of here. Get them out of here. <laughs> No, the numbers are the numbers. And once again, I, I've decided the rest of my life, I'm just going to try and piss everyone off by trying to, to get people together instead of separating them just so I can make more money. I find that disgusting that yeah. people do that. It's just, just treat everyone the same for Christ's sake. There are a lot of very, very poor people out there that should be looked at long before we will look at other things. Mm -hmm. Can we help the poor, no matter what color they are, what sex they are, can we help them rise up? That would be really nice. Yeah. But we don't ever think about that. There's no money in that. No. And I, that's the problem. You know... Um, well, we could, but Brittany's over there being too busy segregating everybody. I know. Typical. <laughs> Gosh. Typical. Sorry that, that I like the coven. I here. love the coven. If I, the no, the co I'm, there's nothing I'm wrong with the coven. Making That's fun not of the him. Point. I'm making fun of Rudy, <laughs> not yeah, you. Sure you are. I'm making not fun of you. This time I'm attacking Rudy. Yeah. Um, like in our house, if you if the little boy, little girl, it doesn't matter. You act up, you're going to get punished for it. By punished, probably just have to sit in a chair for a while. Brittany will scare you. Yeah, Brittany will scare the piss out of you. Uh, yeah, you treat everyone the same. I don't care what color you are, what orientation you are, what sex you are. I don't care. Everybody gets treated the same. Why can't we get there? I don't know. And maybe... Because there's no money in it. That's, that's true. Why. Maybe there's a roundabout way that someday we will. But we I hope probably so. won't be in our lifetime. But that's fine. I'll close with this. Every time I watch the national news, I look at the newspaper, this, you know, all this stuff, they start talking about the inner city, and I just start laughing. You have no idea what the hell you're talking about. None. But they think they do because they took a walk once on Plymouth Avenue. Right. I find that hilarious. Yeah, I think... That'd be my, like me saying, hey, Rudy, let me tell you all about living in a small town because I know all about it. Mm -hmm. No, I don't. I've never lived in a small town. Well, isn't Dayton kind of small? Well, but it was attached to the... 15th largest metro area in the country yeah. so it couldn't have been that isolated and you weren't really like living in it like i mean you lived in it but lived i meant like farm yeah yeah but i meant like you weren't um you would every day be coming into the city and working but why do you think it is that like i said i couldn't tell you how to be a woman i've never been a woman i couldn't tell rudy what it's like to grow up in a small town because i don't know yeah so shouldn't i just shut up and pay attention yeah but that's not what people do but like don't you think there's something so magical about just doing the right thing like you I listen to you you tell me your experiences I don't know what it's like to be a dad no a husband um um you know whatever a decent like, person a decent you person. don't know what that's like showering at all. Yeah, shower once in a while um so it's like <laughs> exactly. I think you know we 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 just have to we have like it's one of those things where like you're right like it probably doesn't make us much money to get along you and I no. don't see eye to eye on I would say 40% of things. Since you've been married, that's true. <laughs> Your politics changed a lot when you got married. Because of Justin? Oh, no question. Justin is the most apolitical guy. He wouldn't but even... But you do it to kiss ass. That's what I'm saying. To why? Oh, to look who? How, look how liberal I am. Oh, now. look how liberal you I am. Phony, you fraud. I'm in so in love with this conversation. <laughs> I, I am... First off, I, I get yelled that. at by you because I don't, like... I have I have my head in the sand a lot of times, especially during the pandemic. My mental health was like, you know oh, what? I understand that. I need a break from pretending to care or pretending to be involved. I do understand that. No if doubt. it wasn't for you dragging me into like what is going on, which like I appreciate, I love my job, I love working with you, but sometimes I just like not knowing anything and being nice to everyone around me. So it's like so funny that even say I'm political because like if it wasn't for you and my career, I I don't I have I have found out that being involved can is is so painful. You know what's funny about now that's your experience and I respect that. But what you just said is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because I grew up 
where you, there you could not take a second to separate yourself from what's going on. Yeah. Because you, you, you'd have your ass handed to you in one minute. So the way you grew up is the way you grew up. The way I grew up yeah. doesn't mean that you're better, I'm better, whatever. Yeah. We grew up in a totally – I could never do what you do. And I, and I know I'm safe now, but I still can't do that. Yeah. Because you learned your whole life. You, be on you, keep, edge. you better keep your head up, otherwise yeah, you've and- got problems. And it is funny because, you know, I've done a whole deployment and there was a yeah. part of me that couldn't relax. And now I'm at a point where, like, I don't check the locks every two seconds. I don't whatever. Like, Why I, not? You better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, 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 I feel like there is a part of me that is, has a special privilege that sometimes I can not feel like I'm constantly in fight, fight mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once you've done what you've done in the service, that'd be a bitch. But I don't, I, I don't I mean to avoid I, it. I'm just saying that, like, I get that, like, you grew up in an environment where you felt like you always had to fight. I think that's worse because yours was every day. I tried to leave mine in Kuwait and Iraq. Yeah, yeah, when it's your yeah. everyday yeah, life, I understand that. it's harder to, like, draw a line in sand. And it was blurry. There was a couple years where it was blurry where I felt like I was an aggressive person. I would be first aggressive to people so they wouldn't be aggressive to me. Mm-hmm. A lot of things that happened to me in the military were from guys in the military. Um, you know, there were scary yeah, things that yeah, happened, but they, there was no faces to put to them. You know, mm-hmm. the IEDs, the, you know, big, big scary stuff, people shooting, whatever. There's no faces to put on. The bad things, the really bad things that happened to me in the military were people that I knew their first and last name. And so I had to learn how to relax and let some of that go because I was not becoming a person that could sustain a long life, a happy life. There you have it. But mm-hmm. no, no, understand something. It wasn't every day you had to do that. You, every day what you had to do was pay attention. You couldn't look away. Yeah. You, you had to pay attention. And I was very lucky when I moved from the Plymouth area up to the 26th Avenue area from St. Joe's School to St. Anne's. I didn't know. Well, I knew Terry Burnham. I knew one person. That was it. And Tommy O'Brien, I guess. Tommy, I, I had known before that too. But... I got lucky because the, the like popular group, I guess you call them, accepted yeah. me right away. Yeah. So I hung out with like Andy Fisher, yeah. as I said before, and I've told Rudy this story many times. Andy Fisher was about five seven, but weighed about one hundred and sixty pounds, and he could beat the shit out of anybody you put in front of him. Yeah. He had that kind of determination, and I was accepted into that crowd. Andy Fisher became my my best friend for life. I yeah. adored that man because he was very ethical but you wouldn't want to piss them off. I'm just here to tell you. I love that. I got very lucky because yeah. I was accepted. Because if I hadn't been accepted... Your life would have been hell. It would have been horrible. Mm-hmm. It would have been, been absolutely, absolutely hell. Like, and I'm sure like that's what's so hard, too. Like With Rudy, you growing up in a small town, like at least being in... I guess sometimes, you're, sometimes North Minneapolis feels like the small town mentality where everybody oh, yeah. knows well, each other. Yeah. You're right. <clears throat> but the hard thing about Rudy, you growing up in a small town, is if, if the stage is set for you to be a certain person, the stage is set. Like, if you pooped your pants in first grade, you'll always be the guy who Why'd pooped his pants. Why'd you bring that up? I didn't yeah. do it on purpose. It was an accident. <laughs> Listen, okay, so first grade and a week ago, what's yeah. the difference? Big what's deal, the interchangeable. The what's poop. the difference? Yeah, it is funny, because, like, you, those are the stories that you'll never, ever... I mean, I, there's times I can't find my keys, but I do remember Kenny Lorenz farting in science class. <laughs> well, there you go. I'll never, <laughs> ever, go. ever forget that. And so. that's, that's part of me that will never want to live in a small town. Like, yeah. I, we moved around constantly, not constantly, but a lot and I was always got to be a new person new slate and like even when we moved to Eden Prairie I didn't know one person nobody knew about any of my breakups any of my like you know issues and I loved that I don't know what that is that that small town you guys both have that in common it's kind of funny to think about it because Minneapolis is so big but man is it weird how you guys all knew each other and knew everything about it was the neighborhood yeah yeah and it's like that's so crazy that that's so interchangeable with you two and and ask any small town person who moves to a big city you feel safer in a big city than you do a small town oh there's no question absolutely walking down walking down like a small town downtown and when you're like 17 there was always the there was always a chance for a fight 
Always a chance that really? you said something to somebody, and they because you it's oh, everybody God. is accessible. You can yeah. find everybody, and they have such intricate roots. Yeah, they're all twined up it, together. Absolutely. Oh. And the thing about New York, people, big cities, people don't care. They're in a hurry. They're, it's go go go. You yeah. are just a, you are some something, not a someone. You are something in their way, and you need to move. And they will yep. figure out every which possible way. And it, for whatever reason, the second I moved to Minneapolis, it felt way more like home than Hibbing did. And that's crazy too, Tom, because like I think a lot of people, and I, like you don't have this ego, but I think some people would. Some people have a hard time then being a nobody to everybody on the streets yeah. when they're so used to knowing, you know, you, you're the this guy, you know, you were homecoming king, you were this and that, but you didn't have problems with that? Not at all. No, I came here. I loved, I loved the fact that you could just disappear into the city. Yeah. Yeah. There you have it. I know we got to take a break, but you guys just reminded me of a wonderful line. I'm in Long Prairie with my friend Terry Crandall. Brought him up there. from He lived up on Sheridan. In North Minneapolis, went to my grandparents' farm and stayed with them. And we went into town, and we're standing there in downtown Long Prairie, which is two blocks long, or was. Now it's just abandoned buildings. But we're walking along, and some kids about our age, boys and girls, come walking toward us, and they knew we weren't from Long Prairie. So they assumed we were from Minneapolis-St. Paul. And as they walked by, one of the girls turned to one of the boys and said, and I quote, (laughs) Bunch of city boys probably couldn't even lift a five-gallon pail. <laughs> like, what, what the hell does that okay. mean? Okay, good point. What, what are you, what are you talking couldn't about? Couldn't even lift a fi- of what? I guess milk. Is what, I, I right? guess. I don't know what else would be in a five-gallon pail. I. Oh, it's funny, though. I love visiting <laughs> my husband because they all have the funniest things. What's, you got good grip strength? What? <laughs> Do I have good grip strength? That's what my father-in-law asked me. Really? And he was just like, yeah, it's one of the th- concerns he had. And I, lo- I love John. And he was trying to just kind of keep conversation. What's your grip strength like? What? Well, how is it? I'm not great. Damn not great. I, I Believe it or not, I'm not gripping things all the time. Damn grip strength. That's all I have to say. We have to take a break because Kristen Burt's coming up in just a couple of seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Tom Bernard for Power Lodge and Miller Marine. Attention all power sports enthusiasts. This August, we invite you to celebrate with Power Lodge as it's August 31st, the last day of August today. We invite you to celebrate with Power Lodge as we hit a major milestone, 25 years of brigade action and excitement in Minnesota as you go to destination for all things marine and power sports. To say thank you, each of our locations will host a local community appreciation day Join us in Brainerd, Ramsey, Onami, or Sauk Rapids as we roll out the red carpet with delicious food, amazing prizes, fantastic giveaways, and unbeatable special pricing. As the grand prizes, we'll be raffling off a variety of Polaris ATVs and snowmobiles. Check out PowerLodge.com for event dates nearest you. And that's not all. Throughout August, we've got something special planned. Follow us on social media as we unveil 25 days of deals on the latest off-road and on-road vehicles, boats, and supplies from the top brands in Power Sports. That's right, 25 days of back-to-back incredible offers. You won't want to miss this. So mark your calendars and get in on the action during our 25th anniversary Power Lodge, where your adventure with throttle therapy begins. This is Bob Sansever, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. I'm here talking with my friends Michael Bilski and Brad Huckle of North American Banking Company. Guys, it seems like banking has changed quite a bit since you first opened your doors in 1998. Yes and no. In 98, we didn't have online and mobile banking like we do today. Many banking processes have also changed. One thing that hasn't changed is we still provide a true community bank experience right here in the Twin Cities. 
Our team takes the time to get to know our customers and their goals. This creates a relationship that is unique in banking today and one our customers appreciate. It's why we like to say we provide a better banking experience. You're absolutely right, Brad. I've been a customer for a long time. The service your team provides is phenomenal. Thanks, Tommy. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Welcome back to the Tom Bernard Morning Show with legendary radio goat. Oh, God, pipe down. Thomas Bernard. What's wrong with you? Liz Giel, the owner of the coven, asked if you want her to call in. I'd love to talk to her. All right, I'll tell her. Yeah, we got some time, you know. Chris and Bird would probably like to talk to her eventually. Yeah, Chris will be up in just a second. No, not a problem. <clears throat> yeah, I can see Chris liking to do that. What are you doing? I always forget the number and I have to look at your screen. Oh, my God, you're a disaster. Um, yeah, I am. <laughs> and you're my friend. An absolute disaster. Sing the Mountaineer uh, intro again. Midwest Mountaineering. The mountains are nearer than you think. See, that was I think- a jingle. How, that's why they lasted so long, because they did last pretty long. 50 years. For mm-hmm. an, a state with no mountains. With no mountains. Yeah. Exactly. Minneapolis is filled with jingles. Don't be a stiff. Go to cliffs. There it is. Mike <laughs> Gelfand, ladies and gentlemen. Don't be a stiff. Oh, God. You got to tune in, uh, as a matter of fact, to today's uh, family podcast, because I have to leave right after this show. All you do is... I got a bunch of work I have to do. So I got to leave right after this show, so I won't be on. But how about this lineup for the family podcast today? Andy... Mike Gelfand, and Josh Arnold. Oh. Those three together. Three of the smartest people I've ever met. I was going to say. That's like, the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, going to be a problem, I'm telling you. Yeah. Gelfano, he should be in here about an hour. Right? Um, yeah, I, I will have to listen to that show. Oh, yeah. I will. I know that. Back in the closet, huh? Always back in the closet. Back yeah, in the closet, sister. Too. I think it's magnificent. There's no question about it. So what's the latest with you, Kristen We've Burt? We've got some breaking news for Brittany. Why? She's been fired? <gasps> no. This is, so this is exciting. This is exciting. We finally have an answer to what Taylor Swift was up to during the first three nights of the Eras Tour. As I guessed, she did film a concert. Yep. And it is coming to movie theaters I... October 13th. Yeah, no, I know. And is it, are they? Is that is it going Disney Plus? Is that the? No, it's going to AMC. So okay. it's going to be a theatrical distribution, and of course, tickets are nineteen dollars and eighty nine cents for adults. As of and course, thirteen dollars and thirteen cents for kids. Um, AMC has made a promise that it will run at least four times a day over the weekends, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, for its initial run. They've upgraded their ticketing systems. Because they know that the, obviously, the volume is going to be crazy to buy tickets. They're already available, so you can go and buy it now. It is going to be an IMAX theater um, in some cities. So go and check that because that'll be a little bit more money. But I think for a lot of people, that will be the way to go. Okay, so this is the perfect perfect thing for what I need. Um, My neighbor, Josie. She was really mad at me. I She's like, I really want to go with you to the Ares concert. That was her whole thing, you know, all through, um, what was it, June. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, it's not like a casual buy. I already bought these tickets forever ago. This is the perfect thing to bring her to. And we're going to go experience the Ares tour together. And What's we'll, an Ares tour? That's Taylor Swift's E-R-A-S. She's, she calls her different albums Ares. Oh, eras, not er- I-, I thought you said eras. Um, eras, okay. Well, and eras, with, if she yeah. screwed up, you call her the errors tour. The errors tour, big mistake. <laughs> Which is also. Or if it's in Massachusetts, it's eras. Really? Yeah, eras. Because you don't like, yeah. It's, everything's an ah. Ah. Um, so I'm super excited. I'll take Josie to this for sure, and we'll enjoy it. Hopefully, I can get tickets. Yeah, buy them today. That's what I'm telling you if you want to go the date of your choice. And just so everybody knows, they don't know the length, the you know whether it's the full 45 song set list that hasn't been released or not. But if it is, expect it to be at least three hours, if not some, you know, nights actually went three hours and 20 minutes. 
I'm in a five-minute uh, wait to buy AMC theaters currently when I clicked on the link. Oh, my God. Yeah. For a movie theater oh ticket. God. For a movie. But this is the thing, and this is what we've been talking about all summer long when we had Barbenheimer. Event films, I think, are going to carry this box office from now on. It's not going to be like, oh, I'm just going to go and see a comedy. Make it an event, and people will actually show up. Um, and for anyone, by the way, who is like an a, a Stubbs, like A+, plus list member or they have passes there's no refunds they're really trying to um, avoid having any of the resellers or any of the scalpers buying tickets and then selling them for an astronomical amount so Mm -hmm. they are really trying to crack down on that with amc this is during a big charity event that i have to go to on the 13th Oh, can you go early or you know what i mean is that in the evening can you go to like a 2 p.m show can i schedule a sick day (laughs) For October 13th. So, you mean like we're sick of you? <laughs> but they're going to have other showings, right? Like, do I, like, like you want to go on 13th, uh, on um, October 13th. You know, every, time, every time Taylor Swift's name gets uttered, it's like, well, that's going to be another 400 bucks out of my pocket. Every time we bring her up, I'm like, that's, as soon as you said uh, it's going to be in theaters, my first thought was, I bet she's going to say IMAX, because that's another 20, yep, there's yeah, the IMAX, yeah, okay, yep. great. I'm Seriously, Taylor Swift has taken up 7% of my income this year, that is not a joke. It's unreal. <laughs> oh. isn't, isn't it like five, six billion dollars in income this year already? She's doing a good job. Yeah, you know, we've torn down all these Christopher Columbus statues, we better put one up at Taylor Swift, because I, I think she's saving the economy right now. Yeah. They might be. She saved the LA economy with her six nights. There you go. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So what else is happening? Um, the other breaking news, and this one I know you guys were talking about Maui a little bit earlier. The Rock and Oprah Winfrey are teaming up to create the People's Fund of Maui. They're starting it out with a ten million dollar um donation and they've they've really kind of done this in a unique way so they're going to give every adult who's over 18 who resides in Lahaina or Kula they are eligible to receive $1,200 a month during the period of recovery um of course they're encouraging other people to donate to the relief fund but this is like Oprah said she goes I'm going to do something down the line I don't know what it is but obviously she teamed up with Dwayne Johnson and they are going to make sure that the money goes directly to the people affected instead of donating it to a specific charity and letting them distribute it. Is that to make sure that those people don't break into their houses they own in Maui? I don't think that's going to happen. I'm just asking a question because <laughs> they both own a house in Maui. Sure. And Oprah's living there right now. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she spends a lot of her time there during the year. And I think that, you know, she wanted to, she's obviously owns a lot of the land, but she also has mm-hmm. to do something meaningful to become a part of the community. And that's the thing. It can't be like us and them in this type of situation. Cause Lahaina obviously was devastated. How did they drop the ball so many different ways in that tragedy? You know, the, uh, the local government there really failed the people Terrible. because the warning system did not go out. And that has been proven time and again. That initial warning system where it says, you know, get up, get out. Yes. By the time yes. it reached everyone, it was too late. Yep. And I understand this because we have wildfires here in California. And those warning systems, even when you get a, you might receive an evacuation order, please get ready. Yeah, but you can think yeah. though, like those are silly. They're not silly. It gives you the opportunity to grab your kids, grab your pets, grab your important papers, pack up the car, have it ready to go. Because then when you do have that mandatory evacuation, guess what? You are out the door. Everybody is safe. You've grabbed everything that you possibly could. Have you guys ever been in a, a near a situation like that where, because, you know, like I said, in 1968, I think it was, they burned Plymouth Avenue to the ground. And just to stand in your neighborhood... And watch, like what happened in Maui, their entire neighborhood burned to the ground. And then it stopped at that one. Why did that? Why did it stop there? Was there a river there or something? The fire lines are so interesting. Yeah, they really are. Malibu fires. Yep. um, And I want to say it was 2018. I think that's the correct year. You would go to like Point Doom where there's a lot of homes like out on the cliff. 
it would knock down like three houses in a row and yeah. then it would cross the street and get that house. And yep. then three more houses were fine. And then it would jump because an ember like caught in the wind and then it got all the yep. ones in the front. It has no rhyme or reason. And it's, it's baffling to watch. It's really scary to be around. Even when we've it had is, them around yeah. the Sepulveda Pass area, it really, I mean, you guys have had even just the bad air quality with the fires coming down mm-hmm. from Canada. Mm-hmm. But when it is near you and you need to evacuate, you just don't want to be anywhere near the area. Yeah, I mean, that fire on Plymouth Avenue was nowhere near my house. It wasn't like, you know, our our house. It was where I used to live, obviously, in like four houses down along Plymouth Avenue. But I had lived, I lived up near 26th Street at this time. But, you know, spent a lot of time down there anyway. And to watch your entire neighborhood burn to the ground is really a bizarre experience. So these people, I mean, was what, about a third of the island burned, didn't it? I wouldn't say it's like a third, but it, it's probably a lot. close. It, it's a, it's a huge section. Obviously, yeah. it was a section that was a, a tourist, you know, brought in a lot of tourist dollars, and so many people listened to the original warnings of like stay away, mm-hmm. and people canceled their vacations, and now the island is suffering economically, and they're saying please oh, come. Sure. These sections are open. We just ask that you respect Lahaina. Don't go and take photos. Right. Uh, the destruction. Right. Please stay away. We're really trying. It's still a graveyard. They have not identified all of the bodies. There are so many people. I think there were 104 kids that passed away in yeah. that fire. Yeah. Now, is it true they still can't find 850 people? Well, I think God. they've narrowed it down right now to um, somewhere in like the 340, 350 area um, because the the system isn't even set up for saying like, hey, um, my neighbor Joe is missing. Well, Joe could be listed on the the official list oh, of like yeah. Joe Smith is missing, but you only reported him as Joe is missing if you didn't know his last name. Or mm-hmm. you're like, I saw a guy in a bike escape. He's missing. But you don't know. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of like. I saw things happening in the evacuation versus the official list of like, I haven't seen my child. Oh God. Uh-huh. Which is, I can't even imagine because school was out that yeah, day. You can't, you can't, yeah. you can't fathom. I mean, I, I read one story and I, I actually had to stop because the kid was home. I know. I, I know exactly which one you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. And it's I, the dog, hugging the dog, his dog I can't, I, I literally was like, I wish they would have asked me before they showed me this article because I was that yeah, I I couldn't even read it. I that was a very upsetting. It, it's so upsetting, and to see people trying to escape, and they're in the actual like escape path and the escape route, but the fire is too quick. It's so sad. The whole situation. You, you've been there, obviously, all of you. Mm-hmm, I have. No. Stunningly beautiful, beautiful island. Beautiful. Incredible community, and you know. And this is a way I at least, like, appreciate that Oprah and The Rock have stepped up because they obviously have ties to the island and they have to do something. And they've got a lot Mm -hmm. of money. Yeah. So, and I do like hearing that it goes directly to people and it's a monthly stipend for them to start getting on their feet. You know, Maui now forever will be Fire Island to me because of this fire. And then um, many, many years ago when Andy, I believe, was eight and Alex was six, we landed in Maui. Right. Well, I think you land in Honolulu first, and then you go over to Maui, obviously, mm-hmm. if you're flying in from Minneapolis. But in any case, um, the second we walked into our hotel room, the phone was ringing, and a f- friend called and said, your barn burned to the ground while you're on your way to Hawaii. So it's Whoa. Fire Island to me, baby. That's all I have to say. That's crazy. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, it was really And then Paul Majors. You remember Paul Majors when you lived here, I right? I do. The news anchor. He and I Who had a little battle. Here? Yeah, right, Exactly. Uh, but Paul and I were friends, and then we were not friends, and then we were friends. It was one of those deals we were friends, and then we weren't friends. One of those deals. Mm-hmm. Do you have any of those? I got a couple of those. But so he reports the thing, and I, somebody sent me the, the video of it. And said, uh, Tom Bernard's uh, barn burned to the ground. There's a pause. He looks at the camera and goes, and I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Paul, I you pill. That. That's a good sense of humor. You pain in the ass, Paul Majors. God, I haven't seen him in a long time. Hope, uh, hopefully, he's, he's retired. What? How many? About five, six years. Um, I'm trying to think if he retired. Maybe right before the pandemic. That's what I, I thought. Like. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. God, we had yeah. fun going to the bars with Paul Majors and Jeff Passholt. Oh my God, was that fun? They drew the women. I will tell you that. Oh, I bet. Observing only, of course. That's all I'm saying. They were observing. No touching. Jeff no touching. And Paul. 
Uh, that's not in, you know, not bad just kind of hanging out with guys like them. You no. know what I mean? No. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts.